The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined with our Pick Show squad, Emery Hunt and Prop Stars, Alex Selznick from Sportsline. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The last episode, the Super Friends went off on the NFL regular season finale. Breach, Wilson, and Brinson broke down the full Josh Allen experience. And, oh, did we experience that last night and question Dan Campbell's player management. You can watch that episode on our YouTube channel or the audio version wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to hit subscribe on both. Um, And Brinson, there is also a bunch of emergency pods coming out today for Black Monday, correct? Uh, We got one. We did a Ron Rivera emergency pod. Um, Arthur Smith got fired while we were waiting for, I feel bad, I think I can't ever tell if Ryan Wilson's just like thinks he's too good for me or like now or like he's oh. just grumpy or like what's it? No, nah, I'm just I'm mostly kidding. But um, yeah. Wilson was like, Wilson was like an hour late because of an HQ issue. And we were like sitting there waiting and we just finally started. And then like I was hosting and I, I saw him pop into the stream yard and I said something. Okay, I, I don't know if he knew I was kidding or not. He was like, kind of, I mean, he's grumpy. It was late. Um, yeah, we Arthur covered Arthur Smith on that episode, and uh, I don't. Again, I could go off in any kind of random tangents at any point of the show. Uh, and then we did a Ron Rivera <laughs> emergency episode. Obviously, if any anybody else gets fired, we, we had three emergency firings during the season. Anybody else gets fired this week, we'll have a, a, a show. Uh, I think we get. Mm, I think we get a surprise one on Monday night, mm-hmm. and then a big boy, uh, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. 
big fish. Wow. Like a Belichick or something? Yeah, like a Belichickian fish. Yeah. Mm, okay. The All salmon, right. The salmon uh, of Capistrano. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned if you're in the chat um, or if you're listening to the audio version. There will be emergency pods out for all of your Black Monday and possibly Tuesday needs. Brinson um, and the Super Friends will, are all over that. So keep it locked right here. Uh, we will take a look at some recaps um, for Week 18, certainly the the betting ones. Home went 8-6 and six against the spread. Favorites also 8-6 and six against the spread. Home favorites 5-3 and three against the spread. Unders seven and six against the spread. Um, we're going to do some early leans and stuff here on the super wild card weekend. Um, but Brinson, there's some interesting little facts I see here um, about the playoffs. Would you like to go through some? Sure. I was actually just reading them. Um, no rookie quarterback has ever started in a Super Bowl. CJ Stroud would be the first. Obviously, he's already the first rookie to lead the NFL in passing yards per game and touchdown to interception ratio in the Super Bowl era. Um, the last quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the same season as his first career playoff start. Does anybody know? Have you guys looked? Mm. Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, no. Uh, no, they won in 05. Mm. Tom Brady, 01. Oh, yeah. Um, DJ Stroud, Tua Tagovailoa. First career playoff start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because I think Big Ben had a Big Ben. Remember, Big Ben made it the conference championship as a rookie. They had that big run, and then he won the Super Bowl the following. Yeah. So um, Stroud, Tua, Jordan Love, and Mason Rudolph all making their first career playoff starts. One thing to note is that typically speaking, against the spread, straight mm. up. First, first time starts, and like the, 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 I mean, it's pretty basic. It's not like a convoluted formula here. Your your first playoff start is way more intense than your first regular season start. I mean, you were starting yeah. in the NFL playoffs for the first time. You're getting everything from from the uh, from the defensive coordinator on the other side, and typically speaking, those quarterbacks have struggled straight up and against the spread. Last team to win a Super Bowl. With the NFL's number one rushing offense was anyone? Anyone? Well, I've I've already looked at it. The nineteen eighty-five Bears. 85 Bears. <laughs> the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens led this season, of course. And then the last team to win a Super Bowl. Oh, last yeah, last team to win a Super Bowl and a rushing title in the same season. Terrell Davis in nineteen ninety-eight. Mm. Spicy. Chris McCaffrey obviously won this year. So some fun Super Bowl. Playoff facts to think about. The, the first year starter, the rookie quarterback thing, ain't no joke, man. That's legit. Yeah. I think uh, we were talking about on the on the pod, but the last time a rookie quarterback won a playoff start, I think, was Russell Wilson. And he was against RG3 in 2012. So there you go. Very interesting. All right. Well, let's take a look. At the Super Wild Card Games, the first one, the Browns are laying three at the Texans. This total, 44 and a half. This goes right into that narrative, that little fact that you just gave us about rookie quarterbacks. But C.J. Stroud has kind of exceeded so many expectations of a rookie quarterback. He doesn't seem to be afraid of anything. He's 6-3 and three versus teams entering with a winning record this season, 9-4 and four in his last 13 starts. I kind of like the Texans playing a little upset here because if you look at the way that the Browns play on the road, it's not the same as at home. Emery, what do you think? 
You know, I I do like the Texans here as well. I also like the over. Uh, we saw these. Mm. We saw this was the record-setting game by uh, Amari Cooper a few weeks ago. Um, mm. So the cool part about this is that you get a healthy C.J. Stroud. You get a team that has Will Anderson back. We know Flacco for the great story, arguably is in the mix for a comeback player of the year, has also thrown a lot of interceptions in his in his time as a starter as the Browns. So there's going to be some opportunities for the Texans to get the ball back on offense. But I do – and I like the fact that they're running the football as well too. And I think that's a key here against this Browns defense. The balance is going to be there. I will I will go with the Texans here and take the points. Prop Stars, any thoughts here? Yeah, I've kind of seesawed back and forth here. Uh, Katie made a great point regarding this uh, Cleveland Browns. Defense just hasn't been the same on the road as it has been at home. Uh, C.J. Stroud, obviously familiar with a lot of these, you know, uh, rookie quarterbacks against the spread and their first start have really struggled. But if there was a quarterback right now that I would bank on defying expectations, it would be C.J. Stroud. The fact that the Texans have 10 wins, won the division, and are even in the playoffs uh, is just incredible to me looking at this roster at the beginning of the season. So uh, I'm a believer. He has definitely – I was high on Stroud coming into the season, but all he's done is just exceed even the loftiest of expectations all year long. So uh, I think doubting the Texans at this point is a dangerous game, especially we're talking about – I know Joe Flacco has brought this offense up to another level. Uh, I'm still not super confident or sold on a 43-year-old quarterback either year. <laughs> 58, 68, he's a statue in the pocket, <laughs> however old he is. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I just have more confidence, frankly, in C.J. Stroud. Uh, even without Tank Dell, I just think this offense is, is humming. Yeah, give me give me the points. Give me the Texans at home. I'm going to lay the points. Think, of, oh, sorry, I was going to say, you got to think that Joe Flacco is going to start to rust a little bit. Why? I think I, that, this is what I'm debating this point. Like, 78. I mean, who's no, he's he's 38. His skill set isn't that different from 10 years ago. Like, he's obviously you know less athletic because I mean, like, trust me, you just get less athletic. Uh, but you know, you don't necessarily you know, you just don't necessarily lose like your your entire like his skill set is statuesque, can bootleg mm-hmm. some, big arm, vertical down the field. Throw, he has thrown more interceptions this year than he did in the past, but I also think he's had to like force it to a degree. And so I don't know, man. I kind of think that like Joe Flacco is going to be January Joe in this spot, and he's going to come out and he's going to play really well. He knows that he's <laughs> three wins away from another Super Bowl. <laughs> I We're mean, it's crazy. Yeah, why not? I just I don't think that's the Ravens full uh, yeah. They beat the Ravens this year without Flacco. But on the road all three games is a tough proposition for 38. And this Ravens team is done. Dude, I just really don't hot. think that 38 right, so- really matters. I, I I'm laying the points of the Browns here. Okay. I'm getting veteran quarterback Joe Flacco, a coaching <laughs> a coaching staff and Kevin Stefanski who has been there before, a team that is playing with total house money. And a defense in Jim Schwartz, who's going to get to throw a bunch of junk at a rookie quarterback making his first playoff start. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud was like, I'm not doubting C.J. Stroud. He played awesome in the playoff game in college against Georgia. 
Like incredible. That's when I was like, oh man, maybe I need to get on the CJ Stroud bandwagon. But I'm gonna take Flacco and I'm gonna lay the points. And I think the Browns roll here. I I think Cleveland can get a lead throwing against this Houston secondary and then sort of just pound the ball. And if they force I don't know that Houston's gonna be able to run on them. And if they forced CJ Stroud to dropping back a ton, that is a really bad formula for a rookie quarterback against a defense this good. I will say this quickly. Uh Remember, they played in this. They played recently in the regular season, so this is about adjustments. What we saw then, we probably won't see a lot of in this game. So, who is able to make the adjustments? And that's usually side on the defense side. You think about a defensive-minded head coach, and uh, you know, um, for the Texans and D'Amico Ryan's, it's going to be a great game. But I still like the over in this one. In addition to the Texans winning, but yeah, remember this is a rematch. This is the common theme. Yeah. Or a couple of these playoff games. Try to find the rookie yeah. quarterbacks to make sure I didn't mess up that stat. But oh. oh, am I am I going to the next game? Yeah, your your Dolphins Chiefs. Didn't think about didn't think through that whole process of this podcast because my brain has ceased functioning. At least I only have like forty two more hits <laughs> to do today. <laughs> um, assuming nobody else gets fired. Chiefs. Hosting the Dolphins, this game is, man, I'm so tempted to make a crude joke, but I'm not going to do it. Oh. It's just like, well, I just, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. We want to hear it. We want to hear it, Princeton. No, yeah, no, no, no. Set it up like that. And then I'm not. just saying that, like, I don't really love that they're, you know, that, that NBC is shoving Peacock down our. Okay. Um, yep. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> See, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Dolphins and Chiefs. Chiefs laying three nope. and a half. Chiefs are minus three and a half. Uh, my face is beat red. Total of 44. <laughs> of course, this is the first time Tyreek Hill has been to Arrowhead Stadium as a visitor. He was supposed to go there this year, but the NFL robbed us and sent these teams to mm. Germany. The game was yes. kind of boring. Tyreek Hill didn't do anything. And the Chiefs won 21-14 back in week nine. The Dolphins are one and five against playoff teams this season, but I believe the Chiefs are one and four against playoff teams this season, which, you know, I'm going to take yeah. the Chiefs because you're getting yeah. Andy Reid basically off a of bye. Yeah. You're getting Tra Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey with a week to sort of work together and get, you know, kind of get right. And I think – and I, you know, this is not disparaging the Dolphins in any way, shape, or form. I think they are a really bad matchup here, or the Chiefs are a really bad matchup for them because the one thing that the Dolphins would be able to do right now is sick Jalen Ramsey on a number one wide receiver. The Chiefs yeah. don't have that. They have Travis Kelsey, and that's just it's just that's just. I mean, Ramsey can hang with Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. I don't know that. Shat, I don't know that he's going to shadow Travis Kelsey in line like the way they set him up. They'll move him all around to make to make life hard on Jalen Ramsey. Um, you've also got a situation where the pass rushers Van Van Ginkle suffered the injury on Sunday night. Bradley Chubb out. Jalen Phillips has been out. They don't have any pass rush to get home. Christian Wilkins is awesome, but it's just going to be hard to get after Patrick Mahomes. And let's not forget that, and I don't know what the splits are, so I, I could be wrong here, but Andy Reid has seen plenty of Vic Fangio's defenses. And so I just yeah. don't – I think this is just a – it's an unfortunate spot for the Dolphins. They played so well all season. 
should have won the division, and instead it's like, really? The reward for this season is you have to go to Arrowhead and play the yeah. Chiefs in the first in the wild card round of the playoffs. In freezing uh, temperatures, by the way, which Tua yes. does not necessarily play well in. Great point. Terrible weather, freezing cold. Hopefully Pete Prisco is forced to go there. And sit outside and, and freeze his ass off. But um, yeah, I, I think I think the Chiefs is the way to play this for me. You know, I, I like the under. Um, mm-hmm. Lost in all what we saw last night, and the Josh Allen, you know, yards and touchdowns is the fact that they only scored twenty one points. So even with those injuries, this Dolphins defense showed up and played rather well. It was the offense that failed them, partly because they got away from what was working. We've seen this before with this Miami Dolphins team. Think about how easy Devon Achan had 100 yards against the Ravens. It was the easiest 100-yard game, and he just stopped running them, right, and the game got out of hand. So I still think that's the way they can, you know, keep this one close against Kansas City. They could run the football against Kansas City. The problem is, uh, you know, Kansas City can also do that as well. Kansas City also has those same – uh, matchup issues up front with their defensive line that can cause pressure on Tua, which we saw happen in that game in Germany, uh, which is why the, the game ended the way it did for Kansas City. And so I look at this one as this was going to be another tightly contested game. And I like the concept of putting a Jalen Ramsey on a Travis Kelsey. Is We've seen this before. We saw this with Akib Tlaib when he was lined up on Jimmy Graham. Took him completely out the game and forced Drew Brees to go elsewhere with the, you know, with the targets. The problem is for the Chiefs, you guys touched on it, there's no elsewhere, right? You know, he got Rasheed Rice, but now you can kind of roll coverage for his side and kind of take him away a little bit. So this is going to be a, a rock fight, I believe. I, I say take the under. I I'm leaning like under. Is... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Prop Stars. Okay, yeah, I, I would agree here. I'm leaning under or Chiefs here. Uh, I just think when we look at cold weather, the amount of injuries for Miami, the fact that it's a road game, uh, I apologize, Producer Harry, but this Dolphins team has just been dismal <laughs> on the road, averaging 17 points per game. The Mostert and Waddle could potentially miss this game as well. That would be obviously very significant. Uh, Brinson, you mentioned the injuries on defense there. I have no one to rush off the edge. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips both out as well. So just so many injuries to overcome for Miami, not to mention everything else. Uh, Chiefs offense has not been good, but, uh, you know, with an extra week, they essentially had a bye week, not really playing any starters here. Uh, I just think they're going to be at their best, you know, probably running the football. They haven't been an explosive offense anyway. So that leads me towards the under here as well. But, yeah, to me it's Chiefs or under here. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it's one of those things. Both of these teams have been so volatile and so unpredictable. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's almost like the devil that you do know is better than the devil that you don't know. We know what this Chiefs team can do, what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey can do in the playoffs. And the Dolphins are still a big question mark. They have not been able to make a splash, if you will, um, in the playoffs in a very long time. So I feel like there's that going. And I had Tyler Sullivan um, on my podcast earlier today, and he said, too, how many years were the Patriots kind of a bad team? And then they get into the playoffs, and it's an entirely different animal. And I think with Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes, um, that's certainly something we have to look at. So I would lean well, on the Chiefs here as well. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that to that point, this is exactly what I was going to make is like everyone is like, well, the Chiefs suck. It's over. They had a good run. Andy Reid might retire. Yeah. Nice try, guys. I, I think it's really weird that no one is 
suggesting that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey could just turn it on. Like the defense stays good and they flip a switch and the offense is suddenly like much, much better. Now I realize there's not the same personnel there. It's like, I mean, the Chiefs at nine to one to win the Super Bowl is pretty good look. I think I don't know. Man. I mean, that's like, they're like, they weren't that, they were like, yeah. it's nine to one. They're in the playoffs. I, I don't know. By the way, some of these well, odds to win the playoffs are. It's a different animal. So, so it's these, like we have to be well yeah. coached. A quarterback that that you could trust is not going to turn the ball over, and then you need a good run game. And the Chiefs have all of those three things. So you know you can bet we'll the Rams see. to win the Super Bowl at fifty to one right now. Like, what's the point Whoa. of even betting before the season? No, I'm just saying it's like like I mean yeah, yeah like some of these numbers are are worse, but not really. I mean the Eagles are fourteen to one to win the Super Bowl. Do you know what the Steelers are to win the Super Bowl? I mean they're in the playoffs. Seventy hundred. 130 to one. I don't know. I think that's kind of crazy. You're going to sprinkle. Okay. While you guys ponder that, we're going to take a quick break here watching the Pick Six podcast. We get back more super wild card early leans. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. We're looking at Super Wild Card Weekend. Speaking of those Steelers that you could bet right now for 130 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, they'll have to get through the Bills. This line has already gone up to 10. It opened at 9 last night. It's already now moved up to 10. Uh, total 35 and a half. Pretty low number for a 10-point spread, which tells you everything you need to know about this Steelers offense and what is expected from them. Um, and look, no TJ Watt, obviously a huge blow to the Steelers. If you look at the stats, and I don't have them in front of me either, of what the Steelers look like with TJ Watt versus one in 10 without like, TJ Watt. Yeah. And it's like they allow 19 points a game or like 27 points a game. Like it really, it's a huge. So I have no problem laying the double digits with the Bills. If Josh Allen cannot turn the ball over, which they wouldn't have won, if, if Tua didn't screw up more than Josh Allen, they would have lost that game. Well, yeah. And if, 
ifs and ands. Like, I, I worry about Josh Allen moving forward because how many of these quarterbacks, when you get later on, are making this amount of mistakes that Josh Allen makes? Um, I, I don't know. I think I think I think in this, like, Josh Allen is definitely pressing a little bit. I I, th- I do think, and I, I sort of espouse this theory on uh, at some point earlier today or last night, but it feels like the Bills were playing sort of like. Like we're in the it's like this we're in playoff mode we're in playoff mode we're in playoff mode for the last month plus this the Jaguars choke the Bills get into the playoffs and then they kind of treated last night as like a YOLO divisional championship game instead of treating it like I think I think I think Josh Allen and the Bills would have played substantially better if they had were playing for their fighting for their playoff lives like instead of just okay we're in what seat are we going to be it's do we do are we either, we're either in or out? You know what I mean? Going into that game. I think that sort of eased their mind a little bit. I think they ratchet it back up for this game. Like the Bills to blow out the the Steelers. I know the total is low, so that that is concerning. But you saw that graphic that Harry put up. Um well, I think it's what seven seeds are winless in the uh in the in the in the expanded playoff. Oh and six wow. in the current format. Um wow. and there's a reason why. They're these are teams that normally wouldn't be playoff teams like the Steelers are only in the playoffs because the Jaguars could not handle their business and lost five or six games. The Steelers don't nobody, nobody wants the Steelers in the playoffs. Nobody wanted the Steelers in the playoffs. They're magic bean city. Check it chat, obviously drink. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I don't think that they're going to be able to produce enough offense to keep up with the bills. And with no TJ Watt, this is a different defense. The Bills will have their way. They will. They will. They will get enough. They will get into like seventeen nothing and just Python the Steelers and, and maybe turn them over. I, I think. The, I think they'll cover. I don't love it because it's a ten point spread, but to me, Buffalo. It's Buffalo or nothing here. Give yeah. me the Steelers and the points. Uh, I think <laughs> the run game of Pittsburgh. They can run the ball, and they have two good backs, and they have two good receivers, and they have ability to to hit the big play. Sounds a lot like Buffalo, right? Um, mm. And in this sense, even without T.J. Watt, it's not like the Bills are playing lights out offensively. They needed that 80 or 98-yard punt return last night to really win this game. You take that away, that game is tied because Josh Allen had those red zone turnovers. And what we know about the Steelers, they've been doing well enforcing turnovers as of late. This game is going to be a lot closer than people think. These two teams are very much similar uh, in a lot of ways. The difference, Buffalo clearly has a better quarterback. <laughs> you think? That makes me riddles. But who's playing? They're both playing the same, right? If Mason oh, Rudolph hasn't really turned the ball over, right? Oh, stop. Um, Allen's athleticism gives them a bit of an edge. Uh, but 10 points with the way Josh Allen can turn the ball over against a defense is going to obviously going to overcompensate for a TJ Watts absence. Uh, but the best way you do that is by running the ball. And we know the Steelers will do a great job of using the time against Buffalo. So I like this one to be interesting and be close. So I'm taking the Steelers plus points here. Uh, I'm sure our CBS bosses hope that you are correct. <laughs> this is the only this is the only action we got on TV this weekend, and that stinks. They're like, why, Miami? Why? <laughs> Steelers got they have got good tight ends. Like they this is I think TJ, I think the TJ Watt thing is so big and it's just not like that defense oh. goes as TJ Watt goes and I mean one in ten without TJ Watt is pretty crazy. 
I mean, you know, when so now what about when the right guard is so you now wins and lost to right guards and we sound like these people the quarterback wins. Hey. Quarter wins or edge edge rusher stat. Everybody knows that every <laughs> I I would opine that nine and a half, ten points is a lot of points, especially in the playoffs with a low total. Uh, I'm personally not uh, confident enough in Mason Rudolph-led offense to back Pittsburgh here, but I understand uh, Emery, you know, the logic here with 10 points in this playoff game with a 35 and a half point total. I would also argue that this Buffalo defense has really improved. Mid-season, they were really cratering. They've gotten a lot better, gotten a bit healthier too on the defensive line. Uh, so yeah, I think Buffalo's defense uh, could be a little bit of a difference maker here. But uh, yeah, just a tough spot. It's essentially a bye week, in my opinion, uh, for Buffalo. I think they're just going to be hyper conservative, like they have been under Joe Brady. A lot of James Cook running the football, not really put Josh Allen at risk. I think they just control this game from start to finish. Um, Is this uh, just, a just too low then? If if you guys think that yeah. the Steelers can, do you guys know think, what this total opened at? Forty. What? I thought it was. I read it was. I, I've, I'm trying to confirm this. I read this open to 43, but that can't be possible. Oh, that's right? way too that's high. That's quite the drop. I've seen yeah. it on numerous places. I've suggested that. Unless really? Another, a, yeah. Other thing in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's see what the Buffalo. Oh man. Weather. Oh, weather. oh. Well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Saturday yeah. Buffalo weather currently tracking for 33 mile per hour wind. Ooh. And this a bunch of snow. We've seen that when the Ravens played them up there, where that wind was like insane. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's probably why that total dropped. So, uh, so oh uh, so yeah. So unless so, there's actually a ton of wind forecast for Thursday, a bunch of precipitation forecast for Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Saturday is supposed to be a bunch of snow and Sunday and Monday are a bunch of wind. So it's like almost impossible to, does it actually make sense? Then they would go from 43 to 35. Yeah. And I, I think the one issue I right, to so just, I mean, touch on this too. Like we talked about this with that bears game where I was like, I love the under in this one because of the weather. And then it was like a beautiful sunny day. Um, right. I think that, Oh yeah, we're supposed to get crazy wind and weather here too, like tornadoes and stuff tomorrow. Lovely. Um, oh. I think that this looks like such a lengthy amount of heavy Buffalo winter weather that mm-hmm. you don't, unless you see something on like Wednesday where it's like it's going to be clear and sunny, you don't want to mess around with that total and let it sort of like I think it's already moved too much. The under was definitely a great play there. The fact that the spread hasn't moved, I think, is really interesting yes. because if if the Bills can get a lead, then it is trouble time for Mason Rudolph. If he if Mason Rudolph has to drop back with a with a definite in a de- in, while trailing a bunch of times in bad Buffalo weather against a good defense, that's a real real problem. Um, but to your point, Emory, if if they if you think they can run and the, their defense can play better and keep it close, then that's a good thing. And I would just add to the the full stats for the TJ Watt thing. I'm just giving the win losses because they're they're out there on the sheet, not because I actually believe they're a, a thing. 69, mm-hmm. 33, and two with TJ Watt. Okay. They give up 19.8 points per game and an average 3.3 sacks per game when Watt is playing. Without TJ Watt, 
one in 10, 26.3 points per game and 1.5 sacks per game. And I, so I'm not like That's saying that massive. they're going to lose because of TJ Watt. He's just that big of an impact player. I'm just, I'm, I just got my Emory Hunt analytics here too. Here's some numbers for okay. you. <laughs> last year in a playoff snow game, 0 and 1. And that was against the Bengals. So <laughs> Josh Allen in the snow in a playoff game. I don't know, man. Like the, the numbers. <laughs> The numbers. Yeah, I had the Bengals. I had the Bengals winning that game. I mean, they, they, they the Bills were dead, dead, dead man walking. That's uh, actually. Let's rephrase that. The Bills were not intrigued and trying hard in that game. Last point I would make real quick, though. I do feel like Emory has a good point regarding Pittsburgh being built to play in inclement weather or the snow. Najee Harris is quietly playing very well. We know Jalen Warren is playing very well yeah. uh, as well in the backfield. So both Pittsburgh running backs and the offensive line have made drastic improvements as the season's progressed. No doubt about it. All right, so this might be All a right. more interesting game than we thought. Yeah. You should watch it. It'll be on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Packers at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus 7.5. This line open at 7. Packers catching a little bit of juice. The total has ticked uh, up about two points, I think, up to 50.5. I think it was like 49.5 previously. Um You know, I think that this – okay, obvious narrative here. Mike McCarthy revenge game against the team that fired him. Um, yeah. also the Cowboys, it feels like the Packers for years have had the Cowboys number in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I guess everybody's had the Cowboys number in the playoffs because they haven't been in the <laughs> championship game yeah. since 96. Um, yeah. Ninth time meeting in the playoffs in NFL history, the tie for the most common matchup. And of course the Cowboys have been to the playoffs 12 times without making it to the conference championship game. Back in 1996, Jerry Jones allegedly, he says he did. He told he he said he prayed. Well, he claims he prayed to the higher power. I think we all know he was talking to, you know, Beelzebub. Uh, and he said, "If you give me you give me this win, I, I will never ask you for another title again." <laughs> Satan's like, "Cool, Jerry, you're an idiot. You're going to live for another hundred years, and you're never going to win a Super Bowl." And here we are. Um, the buzz, too, by the way, is that Mike McCarthy could get fired if he loses this game, especially if Bill Belichick was interested in coming to uh, Dallas, which is a spicy bomb. Yeah, um, oh, I like no, I like, the, I like the bomb. Yeah, I like the pack. Uh, no, I think it would. This would be like a Belichick is gone with New England, but Tate bides his time and bides his time, and then the Cowboys lay an egg. Belichick's like, I'll take the Dallas job. I can't imagine Belichick and and Jerry. Getting, the, getting along very well. Well, remember, uh, Jerry hired Bill Parcells. Jerry likes to control his coaches, and I don't think you could do that with, with Billy B. Well, Jerry's the GM. It would solve the problem because Jerry is not really True. the GM. Like, Stephen Jones and Will McClay do all the work, and then Belichick could come in. I think, I, I think it's been bandied about a lot, and so I think it's just something to keep on your radar. If, now if, the, if the Cowboys win this game... Toss all that out. I mean, I think they'll be safe, maybe. But uh, I like the Packers in the spot catching a full touchdown and a half with this big total. Dallas has been great at home, but I think Green Bay is capable, If assuming they get healthy enough, especially with Aaron Jones playing well. Prop, you're nodding your head. I think you might like these skill position guys, too. And Christian Watson back, they should be able to score against this Cowboys team, even though this is Jordan Love's first playoff game. 
Uh, I would tend to agree, Brinson. I think there's two things working in Green Bay's favor. First and foremost, I think Dallas' defense may be very fraudulent. Uh, if we look at their defense, if we take out the top offenses that are ranked outside of the top 20 in DVOA, their defense is allowing 26 points per game. So they have not performed well at all. The strength of the defense is also the pass rush. We know Micah Parsons, they get quick pressure. This Green Bay offensive line has performed extremely well. Second in pass block win rate. Fifth in uh, adjusted sack rate as well. So Green Bay's offensive line has been exceptional. It's been a large part of their success. The reason they've been able to be successful despite all the injuries they've had at their skill position players. Uh, Jordan Love's obviously playing well as well so i'm tended i like the over and i think if we get seven and a half points it's hard to ignore uh green bay here so i like green bay a bit as well and again i like the, the game to be high scoring so it makes sense the total's high 31 17 cowboys and you lay the points with dallas and you take the under that's that's my play uh i like the fact that this matchup is going to be this dallas passing game against that uh packers secondary in that defense and for me it's just about how Dallas is throwing the football. It's intermediate, deep, and they're connecting. Dak is doing a great job this year. That's been awesome. Um, just, just fantastic throwing the football. And on the other side, you know, the fact that their defense is built to play against a team like Green Bay um, because of the personnel. They have good receivers. I think this favors the matchup on the other side with Dallas's ability to play off and, and really drive on the ball. It's going to force Jordan Love to really be – consistent in his decisions and where he places the football. He's been great down the stretch. Yeah. That's a matchup where if you're allowing Dallas to play off without really beating those guys and they just read, react, and drive on the ball, that's a win for their defense. And I will say this, in terms of Mike McCarthy, I know he gets a lot of flack, but he is a fantastic coach. And if it wasn't for one of the greatest throws in playoff history, the Cowboys beat the Packers in Dak's rookie year. And I will go to my grave saying – that they would have mm -hmm. gone to the Super Bowl with a rookie Dak and a rookie Zeke Elliott. It was on fire that year. Just Aaron Rodgers made an unbelievable throw to win that ball game. So I like Dallas. I think they right. Who who was the tight end on the receiving? End oh, of I see. He played with Tennessee. He played with New Orleans. I called him tender forearms before. I can't remember his name, but I see him. Was it Jermichael Finley? No, it wasn't Finley. It was someone else. Uh, oh, it's I don't always think it. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. It was Jared Cook on the yeah, side. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cook I was thinking it was Jermichael and it was Jared Cook. Yeah. It was Cook. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I can uh, picture that, that, that throw, just to your point, that throw, I can picture where I was. Like, I can picture the room around me at, the, at my old house where I was seeing that throw. And you're just like, what the F did Aaron Rodgers just do? Like, on the left sideline, deep, like, it's like 20. Six yards or twenty. I want to say it's twenty-two yard pass or something like that. But you're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, incredible throw. A centimeter off. First the, off, over. yeah. Shout out to the Green Bay Packers though. First year without Aaron Rodgers making the playoffs. Uh, look at where the Jets were. I obviously I know that you know Aaron Rodgers got injured, but it seems like they're uh, sitting pretty here. Jordan Love, the sixth quarterback all time with eighteen plus pass touchdowns and zero or one interception in the final eight games of the season. Packers six and two in their last eight games. But I, I still am going to lay the points uh, with mm. the with the Cowboys here, and I and I do think to your point, prop stars, that maybe this defense can be a bit fraudulent. But they are so good at home, and I know that the MVP award is going to Lamar Jackson. But what Dak did 
just this weekend was incredible. I still think that he should be in the conversation uh, for that. And so I, I think that the Packers are out of this game. And I think that the, um, the Cowboys win by a, a touchdown plus. All right, moving on here, talking about the this one's a very interesting game to me. The Rams at the Lions, Lions laying three and a half, this total 51 and a half. Obviously, the Jared Goff versus Matt Stafford game. Uh, we could go through in some of these stats about how they do against each other. But yeah, Rams traded Jared Goff. Twenty. They basically just gave Jared Goff away. He was like a gimme with everything else, trying to get Matt Stafford. He's done very well for himself um, with Detroit. Obviously, LA won the Super Bowl. Nobody thought that LA was going to be that great this year, um, and now they're looking like one of the scariest teams in the playoff picture. Certainly from the NFC. As a Niners fan, that's the one team I don't want to see. Um, and I feel like we might actually see them in the divisional round because I think that the Rams are going to win this game against Detroit. Detroit secondary has too many problems, too many holes, too big of a pass funnel to go up against someone like Matthew Stafford. And Matt Stafford obviously knows the field very well. He plays in domes very well. And you got Puka and you got Cooper Cup and you got Kyron Williams. And yes, I do think that Goff and, and the Detroit offense can put up some big numbers. I'm going Rams on this one. I'll lay that three and a half or so plus a three and a half. Yeah. No, you catch the three and a half. Are you kidding me? It should be Rams minus one. Uh, Detroit's Rams awesome. Money line. Yeah. 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 Right, the Rams are going to win this game. Look, Matthew, yeah. the, it sucks because when the Rams had their playoff run and the Super Bowl run, Lions fans were happy for Matthew Stafford. We're cheering for him. We're excited for him. We're like encouraging him. And now he's going to go in there. But this is Matthew Stafford's first playoff game in Detroit. He played there 12 Ooh. years. Oh. This is his first time ever playing in a playoff game in Detroit. It's his first time playing in Detroit since he was traded. The golf factor is a thing for sure. But, man, the Rams are just – and look, I know y'all – I mean, you call, Goff or Stafford? Stafford. Stafford. And look, I mean, like I, – I mean, I don't want to say I've been right all along about the Rams, but, man, have I been right all along about the Rams. Like I said what? six what or seven weeks up? ago – He's, he's going to get one of those hurts for sure. I said six or seven weeks ago, the Rams are getting hot. You better watch out. They are going to be a problem in the NFC, and they have they have ripped off wins. The only loss, I think, since that time is the overtime loss in Baltimore. Stafford's playing incredible football, and he's already – this is not like a case where – like he, he's played great in playoff games. This is not a case where he's going into Detroit. He's going to be like, oh, no, like I'm really nervous. No, like he thinks he can win another Super Bowl. Like that's – I mean, the, the, if they win, they're going to probably have to play the Niners. So it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Winning Super Bowl never is. But they they, they just beat the Niners. I know preseason guys. They beat them in the playoffs before. Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay believe they can win a Super Bowl this year with the way that the NFC yeah. has has shook out. The Bucs, the you know, the Eagles, very beatable. Um, you know, I think they, they, they think they can take the Cowboys, the Lions, and the, and the 49ers. So, like, I, I think they're going to be playing loose, fast, and you're going to see Stafford whip, whip some balls around the field. In they've, they've won seven of eight games since the bye week, averaging 31 points per game, second in DVOA uh, over that stretch as well. So this offense is absolutely humming. Uh, meanwhile, Detroit suffered some uh, serious injuries yesterday. Sam Laporta is going to miss this game as well as Khalif Raymond. That makes this Lions pass offense a lot more one-dimensional, in my opinion. We also know Sean McVay has a lot of experience with Jared Goff. 
Uh, so yeah. I think he's going to be uh, really well equipped to slow him down as well, really key in on the running backs, force Jared Goff to have to beat them, not having to worry about weather as well, in my opinion, is advantage Rams are at least neutral there. So I think the Rams look really good getting <laughs> three and a half points here as well. I, I thought I thought you were initially saying – in my opinion, they won't have to worry about weather. I was like, that's a bold take. I like that. <laughs> In the dome. Um, yeah, as, as uh, Harry notes, Dan Campbell did say there's an outside chance LaPorta could play this week. Uh, for, yeah, it's, it's, wor it's worth doing. And look, like I, I do think every one of the things that I would be at least a little – because it's easy to get hyped about the Rams. I knew I was going to do it. I mean, I, I, there's no question about it. The coaching angle here, I agree – uh, Sean McVay will be able to Raheem Morris interviewing for some stuff, but you got you know Ben Johnson interviewing as well. So there's a, there's a lot of interest in all these coaching staffs. I think Raheem Morris and Sean McVay can definitely mess up Jared Goff, but Sean McVay is not afraid to get conservative in the playoffs, and Dan Campbell is hyper-aggressive, and I think yeah. if, if the Lions get their fourth down stuff going, you could see that potentially flip it, and no question this could be a close game. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I like the under uh, more than anything. Um, and to be completely honest, Matt Stafford is playing better this year than he did when they won the Super Bowl. Because we all know, yeah. and here's the context, if homeboy catches the interception, they don't get to the Super Bowl. And Stafford's yeah, interception. And nuts and candy and butts. I mean, what? Right, but we are you, have are you talking about, about the Niners NFC Championship yes. game? Yes. If he catches the pick, we don't hear about this. We don't. We don't try to, you know, rewrite history oh, with Stafford in time in his time in Detroit because Stafford was a liability to close out games in Detroit, which is why Stafford's yeah. interceptions were still a thing prop wise. You know, outside of the oh season, yeah, it used to be my favorite bet. Right, so and so anymore. now without uh, listen, I, I wouldn't if I'm Laporte. I know you want to get out there in the playoff game and push it, but man, that looked ugly and mm -hmm. how his leg bent awkwardly. Um, and now, you know, that's a, that's a significant part of their offense. And so, yes, you can, you, you can key on the running backs. You can key on, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and they run the same doggone type of concepts. I mean, I know Ben Johnson has been made the head coach candidate of the, of the, you know, cycle and, um, you know, because he does motion and play action and they throw the little mid-level crosser, like, you know, insert Puka Nakua for Amon Ross St. Brown They run the same offense, same play. So it's going to be. That's why I think it's going to be under – these guys know each other's offenses. Um, and defensively, can Hutchinson continue to get pressure? Can he be active at the line of scrimmage like he really is where he gets a lot of batted balls? Because that's going to be key and to help protect that secondary because they're not going to be able to slow down Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and these over routes. So I just don't see it happening. But I do like the under. I think we'll see them, you know, get a lead and slowly start – put the brakes on their offense in this game and they could win this game 20 to 13. That helps us cash is under, you know what I'm saying? That so would I'm, be, I think that would be a, that would be a surprise if it was 20 to 13, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it can't be, it's, we've seen plenty of games. Go. I, I, I mean, I think you'll see the most of the money on the over in this game, but I, I don't hate the under at 51 and a half. It's just like, there's so many big, play weapons for this. The other, the one other thing that sort of stands out in my mind about this game is Lions offensive line. So, so good, but I don't care if you have the Cowboys offensive line from the 1990s. If 
Aaron Donald decides on a given Sunday or given Saturday that he is going to turn into a like a wrecking ball engulfed in flames and just destroy you. He's going to do, you know what I mean? Like maybe they can double team him. Maybe they can do all that. I, I think this, uh, I think it's Rams. I think Aaron Donald, people, he had a great season, but not like the Aaron Donald season. I think people sleeping on him a little bit as well. Wouldn't be surprised if you just went bananas. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, anticipate, anticipation play time next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Time now for the segment where we give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves to get you some closing line value. We'll also do you one better and try to predict where that line is going. It's time now for our anticipation plays. This anticipation play segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Emery, what's moving? Cowboys right now are at minus seven and a half. I think by the time we get the kickoff, minus six and a half because, again, we're, we're doing this show on a Monday, so that means we got a full week of Jordan Love stories. They're going to go back to Utah State. They're going to show Aaron Rodgers. They're going to show Jordan Love working with the receivers. They're going to have the, the, the clips from the sideline. They're going to help bring down this number at least another point where people start to believe the Packers really got a shot to pull off the upset, which they do because they can throw, and, they, and Jordan Love has, like, the quietest 30-plus touchdown passes in, in, the, in the season. Um, but I think we see this one drop a full point by kickoff. Prop stars. Uh, I'll take the under in the Bucks Eagles game. Uh, it's currently forty three, if I'm not mistaken. Does that sound correct? Uh, actually, forty four, and it's forty four juiced under on uh, on Fanduel. Yeah, I think this one ticks down here. Uh, just. Having watched this game when they played earlier in the season, the Eagles really dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. I really think if the Eagles are going to be successful here, we're just going to see them uh, hyper-conservative, kind of limit the amount of dropbacks for Jalen Hurts, really just lean on running the football here. Uh, Bucks, Baker Mayfield banged up, hasn't been really good in these big game spots either. I just don't see 
uh, really either offenses really generating a lot of explosive plays. So I like the under in this quite a bit. I think this one ticks down a couple points. So I had the bills originally at nine and a half going to 10. That's already happened. It's already moved to 10. So I anticipated it a little bit too early. <laughs> now, after everything that we discussed with this weather, I think it might tick back down to nine and a half. I think people might start mm. throwing 10 points Did at you the just, you know, reverse. I'm doing Did a reverse. Just, yeah. I don't think you know, this reverse line goes or anticipation more, well, because what I anticipated already happened. So I'm already, look, I'm already, you get credit for, Putting your anticipation play in more than 15 seconds yes. of giving it out like I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving, I, giving I, you I all the credit. It did go to 10. It did go to 10. And now after, I don't think, I don't think it goes higher to 10 and a half given the weather and everything else. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's 10. People look at the weather, they start hammering the Steelers, and maybe it goes back down under double digits. So, yeah, we're doing it. Well. I, I think I think you're right across the board there. I, um, I'm i going to stay in the same game. I, I do think – I mean, I'll give out just – I think that the the Rams will cross three. Like, I, yeah. it's that to me – that game is going to close two and a half to – it's already plus three and a half is, plus, is, my, is uh, minus 120. So, they're trying to get to three. Although, the fact that it hasn't moved significantly is really interesting – I think they may be waiting to see on those injuries. Like Khalif Raymond and Sam Laporta matter for, for this Lions offense for sure. Um, I think this Bills under, which has already moved like eight points, yeah, is going to move more. Yeah, it, we're talking. I mean, look the a heavier run, a heavier shift. Hand hand. Yeah, for sure. Like a heavier shift to running the ball for Buffalo. You're gonna if if it's thirty plus mile per hour wins. And I guess this is sort of goes back to the Bears. It's like keep an eye on the weather because this this line is going to move one way or another. If this weather is as bad as it looks, it's going to tick down to thirty three and a half, something like that. And if you know, if it magically clears up, which is unlikely in Buffalo in January, then you could maybe see this thing shoot back up a little bit. But I think I think it keeps ticking down just based on my two years of taking weather and climate in college. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you don't pass it the first time, you have to take it a second time. All right, this anticipation play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment, make every, make every moment more. I made every moment more <laughs> in my uh, weather climate class. Uh, I'll show you Eagles, that. minus two and a half at the Buccaneers. See a little <laughs> juice on Philadelphia. This actually opened, I thought I saw some one and a half, and it quickly shot up to two and a half. See the totals at 44, as Alex mentioned. Uh, juice the under could certainly see that coming down with the way that these two offense have been playing. Um, this is for me pretty like, I'm a little worried that it's going to get too chalky and too obvious and too public to take the Buccaneers here, but I don't see how you can take, uh, I mean, I, I see how you can take the Eagles. You know, the Buccaneers have scored, they scored nine points against the Panthers. yesterday. <laughs> like that, that wasn't very good. It wasn't like it was bad weather. It was just they couldn't do anything. Um, they looked offense looked awful against the Saints. They were running hot there. Dave Canales is getting mentioned in head coaching stuff. And then all of a sudden they go ice cold and you know, really flirted with giving up the division to to the Saints by the way they played against the Panthers on Sunday. You can throw on Philly. I don't know how well they'll be able to run on Philly, but it's like, dude. Matt Patricia, since he took over, has been so terrible calling this defense for the Eagles. They should Baker and and Mike and Mike the really for the Mike Bucks. Evans. They've got 
They've gotten away from Mike Evans, and I think they need to lean into him in this game, take some deep shots down the field against this questionable Philly secondary. And I, I like Philly's Jalen Hurts is hurt, AJ Brown is hurt. They have been awful. They just lost to the Cardinals and the Giants in back-to-back games as double-digit favorites in both games. And they are now, or maybe they weren't double-digit, whatever, you, you get the point. But they are they really could have lost like seven of the last eight. The only thing that scares me is that every I think everybody's going to be on Tampa Bay to win this game outright. Yeah, and especially when you factor in the dislocated finger on his throwing hand. Like, it's just weird. Oof. That was nasty. It was gross-looking. And you wonder – Grip strength, no, just grip strength in terms of him throwing that football uh, against his Bucks defense. But the good part about Philly, and maybe these, you know, genius coaches figure it out when you're able to run the ball, stick with it. It alleviates a lot of the issues that you have in throwing the ball. So for me, that's going to be a way they could, I think, kind of win this ball game. So I'm going to lay these points because it's a small enough spread. Eagles are, you know, the better team, although they're not playing like it. And Will touched on it, how just egregious Tampa looked against New Orleans, which set the table for what we saw with the Saints and Falcons. And then they go out there and struggle to score touchdowns against Carolina. Um, so I, I don't know how you can trust the teams here. Maybe the under is probably a great play too, but I will lean toward the Eagles and, and take them to win this game. Hard to inspire a lot of confidence in the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Things have gone from bad to worse. I was on early edge yesterday uh, previewing all these games, talking about how I felt this locker room has splintered, uh, and that seems to be the case. That being said, I do think there is a big talent advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially in the trenches on both sides of the football. They should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. That's just, yeah, we're just – Watching them and then their actual application of said talent just hasn't lined up. But hopefully they get their act together. They are a significantly more talented team. Uh, there are some serious injuries. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, but also Devontae Smith is iffy for this game. Sidney Brown, the rookie who had a 99-yard interception return last week, is going to be out for this game as well. We know this Eagles pass defense has really struggled. But just hard to have a lot of confidence in Baker Mayfield who's just not shown up in big games. He's banged up as well. Uh, the Bucks can't run the football whatsoever. So uh, really, there's just two teams that are probably the two worst teams that have made the playoffs, at least as far as how they're playing right now, uh, compared to how they were at their peak performance. Uh, so probably going to be ugly. That's why I really like the under here as my best bet in this particular game. But I do lean Eagles on the under. If the, if the Eagles were playing anyone else in the wild card, I would take anybody else. But the fact that it's the Buccaneers and they only put up nine points against Carolina last week is the biggest question mark. Now, you all have already hit on this. Obviously, the Eagles' pass defense has been a problem all season long. So if Baker can get something going with uh, you know with Mike Evans or, or some other guys, then maybe. Um, but I'm interested to see if, if the Eagles lose this game and they are a first-round bounce out after starting 10-1, and one, People are going to start looking at Nick Sirianni here, and it's not a fan base that um, takes losing kindly. You lost two of your coordinators. Yeah, what were we going to say? He's gone if they lose this game, uh, Katie. Oh, yeah. he's gone. Sirianni's Sirianni? gone if he loses this Sirianni's game. Sirianni's there in the Super Bowl last year. He's gone if they lose this game. <laughs> no, no way. 
He is gone. I will. I will. I'll put. I'll bet it right here with you, Princeton. He is gone if they lose this game. If they fired okay. Nick Sirianni a year after being in the Super Bowl, that would be objectively insane. He's Why, gone did, if they lose this game. Okay. Philly, well, Philly, Philly he's fans. lost. He's lost the locker room. He's lost the locker room. I don't think he can get yeah. it back. And if they lose this game, if they if they if they have, they crater to the point where they have in the regular season, and then it coincides with a loss to, to Tampa Bay, who they absolutely dominated six or seven weeks ago, just controlled the line of scrimmage, just sucked the air out of the football, and they lose to this same Bucks team who's playing this poorly, he's gone. I, I want to say something here, and I know that we're like running up against our allotted time or whatever, but but yes. Philly fans need to oh. get a grip <laughs> because. The idea, this team, the the this is this would be like this would be like me like NC State winning a national championship, and then winning like seven games in the next season. Maybe like fire, fire, you know, getting to the national championship. Like fire, Dave Dorian. Like this is outrageous. We're better than this. Like the Eagles fans were wandering through a hellscape wilderness for forever. Like I mean, they, they went to they won a bunch, but never got through, never broke through. They win a Super Bowl in 2017, and now they're like new the new Boston fans. Like Philly has become the new Boston. It's like, well, this guy went 11 and four. How dare he? Or what? 11? Are they 11 and six? What are they? Whatever, whatever the hell they are. They, they cratered. No. They're 10 and seven. Are they 11 and six or 10 and seven? 11 and but six. Because yeah. okay. their winter well, was 11 way. and a half, and they were. Everyone under. thought I was crazy and Brinson for taking the under yeah. on the Eagles season win total. And look well, where we, we definitely we definitely thought it was crazy when they were ten and one. And, <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. still cash. Yeah. If you had if you had the over on the Eagles and it's ten and one, you lost <laughs> over eleven and a half. You're so bad right now. Um so well he should have won the last right, two games. It, yeah. Yes. It, but the, the whole point is like if if they fire Nick Sirianni, and I think Nick Sirianni has his foibles, and he definitely rankles people the wrong way, and he's intense as hell. But the dude had him in the Super Bowl last year. If they fire him a With year after being in the Super yeah, it's crazy. And then the coordinators left. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get fired. I mean, props knows that's his team. I think people are, I think people are going to have to take his serious look at him with what went wrong when you're a Super Bowl contender could have won the Super Bowl. There were some questionable calls and field and whatnot yeah, last I mean, year. And then you go to the season that you're having now. There has there's gonna be questions about if you, if you make the Super Bowl and follow it up with an eleven win season and get fired, no one yeah. should take that job. Because yeah. like what what are you like what are you supposed to do? You're right. Yeah an eleven win season. You're right. There is that. Um okay we do I'll have check to, to Philadelphia to go here. <laughs> Wow, that would be wild. Um, all right, guys, make sure that you tune in with us all week long for more NFL coverage. Tomorrow, Brinson, Breach, and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to make some bold predictions for the NFL postseason. I want to know what Pete Prisco thinks about Trevor Lawrence, and I'm sure you will get that out of him tomorrow. One last reminder, guys, to show us. Oh, yes, Emery Hunt, one last thing. Just to satisfy the fans in the chat, I'm hmm. taking Washington plus the points oh, yeah. Michigan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harbaugh, Harbaugh I'm blows like out Washington. Jimmy, Jimmy blows out Washington, wins a national title for his alma mater, and then goes to him and heads back to the he NFL. The and it goes to the Bears. Also, just That's really quick. No, no, Harbs is going to the Chargers, I think. 
Um, he Jim Harbaugh took over the 49ers. I yelled about this on radio earlier, and I, I swear I'll keep this quick. But like Jim Harbaugh took over the 49ers. They hadn't had a winning season since 2002. I think he took over in 2010. Same he went, team over. Yeah. He went. He, he went to the NFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, back to the NFC, NFC Championship game, and then like, to sort of tie this in with Sirianni, they're like, well, Aiden Nate, you're gone. It's like, what are we? No, like, but he was a cancer. Don't... He was No, Trip Hawkins. There was a lot of problems. Kid lost the locker room, which is going to be what's happened in Philadelphia mm-hmm. as well. We'll see. It's a spicy take. It's a spicy take. All right, guys, uh, show us some love. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on the YouTube page, and we'll see you next time. Peace. New CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent Island, you got here. Walk to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii, Monday starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.